The following announcement has been paid for by Journey into Wrestling. Things seem to be changing around here, and I'm talking podcasts, brother. Journey into Comics Network and no JIW? Where's the wrestling? That's just it, bro. We're making a comeback. JIW has taken over. Butt stuff, podcastrophe, the poor rapport, all these new guys on the scene. We're about to show them what podcasting is all about, Chico. Why don't you tell them when they can hear us, Nate? Every other Wednesday, right here on the Journey into Wrestling Network. Anything less is just too civilized. Following is a Journey to Comics Network production. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 13 of the Poor I am your host, Andrew Port, and I want to thank you for joining me. It's been a crazy few weeks because I've been traveling so much for work, but it's kind of good to be back in the home studio, back in the apartment, to bring you a new episode after this nice Thanksgiving holiday we've had. And today's a little bit special, too. One, it's 13, which is always a fun number to have. And I'm also I'm joined by a special guest, the one, the only, Nate Phillips. How are you doing today, Nate? Dude, I'm very well. How are you, Mr. Poor? I am doing great. It's been a nice long weekend. I've had four days off in a row, so that this past weekend has been kind of a way to kind of recharge myself before I have to go back out to Colorado. I realized something, by the way, during this holiday, and I don't know why it took me 30 years of life to figure this out, and maybe I'm saving you a couple years of grief. So I figured that, like, whoever created holidays in America... They were just like, let's just fatten these fuckers up as much as humanly possible. Think about it. October, candy month. Candy, 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 candy. You're eating candy. Copious amounts of sugar, 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 sugar. You don't even get a full 30 days off from that, and then you're automatically in the next cycle, which is Thanksgiving. We just had it. I had three Thanksgivings, AP. Oh, my. Three Thanksgivings, okay? And I, let me tell you what. They run the gamut of food options, if you will. There's one that was the most basic white people food, and there was the mecca of Thanksgivings. And there was something that you wouldn't even consider a Thanksgiving feast. But I digress. Because then you move into December, and they say, no, we're not done yet. You're going to see your family for Christmas. They're going to give you candy, and you're going to have a huge feast, typically, Enjoy, but then it's not done yet because there's still another celebration to be had. God. Oh my God, here we go. It's the brand new year. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Celebrations galore, drinks galore. Yeah, and feel like that's just the time that there's just, it's just food, family, alcohol, just things everywhere to always get you. And then there's all that shopping and all that other chaos that happens this time of year. Like, I mean, it's no, it's no wonder that that we're such an obese society, because then you know you forgot about February. There's a whole other candy holiday. The holiday for lovers and everyone Absolutely. who likes 
mass-produced chocolate and sugar. Oh, man. It makes you sick. And when you look at it from that perspective, you almost go, well, I don't think I should participate in any of this drama anymore. I should just walk away from it and eat healthy or something. Go grab a banana. I crave bananas right now for some reason, you know? Right. Or just dip it in chocolate and just keep just keep chucking. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, if you want to get a little bit crazy, but I would prefer peanut butter banana before chocolate banana. If we're if we're talking flavor combos here. Yeah. Ooh, peanut butter. Nice peanut butter and banana sandwich. Just be like Elvis. Yeah, Elvis. Uh so do you do you ever go to like Red Mango or any Froyo places like that? No, actually, uh I'm more of a frozen custard person. Okay, well then the next question I was gonna ask you is totally irrelevant. So uh, I was going to ask you if you'd ever tried the peanut butter uh, banana shake they have at Red Mango. It's insanely good. It's like a healthy shake, you know. Hmm. They put a whole, like, banana, or if you're like me, I ask for an extra one. Because it's just delicious. Yeah, it's just one of my favorite things. Where's uh, Red Mango at? Uh, they're all over. There's one in Highland, not too far from me. And there's one in Merrillville, I think. Hmm. There's probably some in Chicago too, I would assume. Yeah, I'd have to keep I've never seen one, so I'd have to keep an eye out for it next time I'm out and about. But yeah. Uh so you said you had three Thanksgivings. Did you uh did you travel for the holiday or was it all kind of in your area? Well, you know, I traveled, but it wasn't anything like excruciating. I didn't uh, you know, drive twenty hours this weekend, and sometimes that's possible with holidays. Uh, the first Thanksgiving was at Sarah's parents. Uh, really it was at her aunt's house, which was about 20 minutes away. We left there, went down to Lowell for the evening, hung out, got up the next day and had a Thanksgiving in Lowell. So we didn't travel at all. There you go. And then Saturday got up and went to Hoopston and back. So really the farthest day we had as far as traveling was on Saturday, uh, the first Thanksgiving, let's talk about the food. Uh, sorry, I'm fighting a bout of like sinus infection or something, so I might, you may hear my nose sniffle once in a great while, but hopefully I've done a good enough job editing myself out because that's something I just can't stand for. Uh, but the first Thanksgiving, the food was good. It was very basic. The turkey was so dry. I'm not sure if they cooked the bird or just the feathers. Like it was confusing. <laughs> uh, but overall, it was a, it was it was a good time. Uh, it was it's always nice to hang out with Sarah's family and visit with them and whatnot. Yeah, uh, Friday though, let me tell you, Friday's the mecca. We got up early Friday, start cooking in the kitchen, and I made this uh, with the help of Veronica from Foodies Watching Movies. I made this delicious sweet potato casserole. I guess you, I guess you would almost call it. It was more. Um, well, I took sweet potatoes and I boiled them until they were soft and mushy and then I put them in a mixing bowl with vanilla and uh, maple syrup and brown sugar and pecans and cinnamon and I think there was something else I added. Oh, salt. Obviously, you need a little bit of salt there. And oh, I think yeah. that was it. That sounds delicious. And that was, So that was like the the... The actual casserole, and then I topped it with another layer of brown sugar, 
with a mixture of pecans, sugar, and uh, maple syrup. Hmm. And then I topped that with marshmallows. Oh, sweet potatoes with marshmallows, any of that kind of stuff. It's all always delicious. Needless to say, that was the mecca of Thanksgiving. We were at Veronica's uh, mother's house for Thanksgiving. It was a small gathering. It was a great time. We had some delicious key lime moscato. Uh, I love saying moscato. Key lime moscato. Did you make it or was that something you bought? Uh, they bought it somewhere. I have no idea where. Uh, they carved the most gorgeous-looking bird. I've never seen someone's presentation as nice as this. It was fucking insane. We have pictures. You'll see them somewhere, folks. Yeah. Somewhere on the Journey into Comics Network, journeyintocomics.com. That was a cheap plug. Anyways. I'm starting to see uh, where uh, Veronica's foodies nature came from, seeing how you described their Thanksgiving. Well, let me tell you, man, uh, we had potatoes and White Castle stuffing, like slider stuffing. It was insane. Oh, I remember her talking uh, about that. Cranberries, and uh, we had regular just sweet potatoes cut up, and we had green bean casserole and a delicious, ridiculously tasty ham, and this delicious gravy. I mean, it was, it was the spread, man. It was legit. It was... The best Thanksgiving I've probably ever eaten in my life, just being honest, you know. And I have a picture of the plate. I'll share it with you at some point. You will be like, holy shit, Yum. that looks amazing. Uh, and that was and this was right after you had the Thanksgiving with Sarah's family, so you had, like, one meal for dinner, and then, like, the next day you're loading up on this meal? Yeah, and, the, of course, this meal, the one we loaded up on day two, was one of those you couldn't stop eating if you wanted to. And when you did, you were just ready to burst. Because it was just, you couldn't, I could not at all get away from how delicious everything was. It was just like, you would take a bite of something and you'd be like, that's so good, I can't believe it. I wonder what this tastes like. Oh, we also had Veronica made amazing corn casserole and mashed potatoes. Oh, she would have killed me if I would have fully forgot that. Uh... The, the mashed potatoes were hilarious. We put two sticks of butter in it when we were cooking them, and, and they were, like, amazingly flavored, delicious potatoes, like seven and a half pounds of potatoes. Oh. And we get to her mom's, and her mom's like, put another stick of butter in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we did. It was crazy. I don't know why we did that, but we totally did. The potatoes were so good. It was insane. Uh, day three for me on Thanksgiving, though, was a little bit hilarious because we drove down to Dad's, and it was just Dad, me, Sarah, Veronica, and Ollie, and uh, we ordered monocles, and it was amazing. Can't, like, can't go wrong with monocles. No, I love monocles. I'm trying to get it every so often when I go in the area just because you can't get it up here. No, not at all, but, you know, I have Dad from time to time send me, uh, or when I go home, he'll give me bottles of the monocle sauce to use for pizzas up here. Oh, there you go. Was this, uh... Oh, yeah. Was this Ollie's first trip to Hopeston? No, it was probably, like, his fifth... Okay. Maybe, fifth or sixth. He was there a couple times in the summer, and then when we finished the house, he was there. That was the day he met my sister's baby, Sawyer. Uh... Then I'm trying to think, he was there. That was in September, and then he was there just yesterday. So yeah, oh. that was like 
four or five. Oh, so he's so Hoopson's old hat to him now. Yeah, it's not a new thing. He's you know he's still a raging four year old jerk. So <laughs> you know he he has bad days and good days. That's you know you learn that with kids, man. It's so strange. You would think that. Your experience as a kid would help you to like feel resolve and oh, this is just a kid being a kid. But you don't know how little kids are so good at pushing adults' buttons until you're in it for real. It's insanity, man. <laughs> like they know they play, they play on their parents. I've watched Ollie play V like a fiddle. Like he wants something. She says no. She walks away. Then he immediately starts crying like somebody killed his fucking dog. So then she thinks he's hurt, rushes back to him, and he cries for a few minutes. And then she feels bad that he's crying and gives in sometimes. Man. Not every time. But sometimes. He just he's he plays everybody. He's good like that. It's like you're a little four year old mastermind. I understand Stewie Griffin so much more now. <laughs> yeah. I've been rewatching Family Guy, just something, just mindless. I can watch in the background, and it's those early seasons. It's hilarious. This kind of stuff he can, he puts everyone through. Absolutely, Stewie's amazing in his plots to kill Lois and making a ray gun and time traveling, and what a great character for television. Football head round two because yeah. Hey Arnold was round one. And speaking but, uh, of Hey Arnold, did you hear they uh, just did the movie over the weekend? The what? New, they did the new Harold movie. They finally revealed what happened to the parents and all that. It's a movie they've been like trying to make for years. What? It released in theaters or no, on Nick or what? It was on Nickelodeon, I believe. Like And like I didn't get a chance to watch it cuz I didn't know it was coming, but like I got on Twitter and was looking at like the cuz I saw it was trending and like it's it's kind of adult for Nickelodeon like some of the stuff they did. Like people died. I was like, "Ho!" Like Legit, someone got like shot. I was like, they "Whoa!" Do, they do it in a cartoon on Nickelodeon. All right, let's. Dude, Trump is our president now, and flat earthers are real. Like this world is fucked. Oh like, yeah. Of course, people can be shot on Nickelodeon now. Right. Like I'm waiting for Big Bird to say shit on Sesame Street one time or something. Right. It's down to nowhere. Big Bird just stubs his toe and he's like, "Ow, shit." <laughs> People are like, Big Bird can't say shit. Right. It's so not cool. Yeah, but like in a world where Trump can condone a pedophile just for the fact that he's not liberal, you're just like, oh you yeah, know, he's fine. He's not liberal. Doesn't matter what he did. It's fine. We want him. Like, all right. Well, <laughs> this is where uh, corrupt politicking by way of, I don't know how to word this right. Corrupt politicking by way of corrupt governing is it's it, it, this is dude the Roman Empire fell right mm -hmm. we are in free fall right now like free fall with no net to catch us you have net neutrality on the horizon like we can't avoid that this week on your show I feel like I feel like you know you told me today you're like hey man. I want to keep it like free form. We can talk about whatever, but I don't think it's going to be the poor rapport unless we touch on some of those news topics. Yeah, so we, I'm sure we'll get into those. But yeah, definitely. Uh, it's just you know, the fall of Rome happened, and I feel like I I feel like the United States right now is terribly mimicking that, and I don't know what that means for our future. I don't know what that means for the future of this planet. 
Trump supporting a pedophile and more crazy allegations in Hollywood and all these things are just wrong, wrong, wrong. Then there's the whole Al Franken thing. I feel so bad for Al. Good guy Al who, let me tell you, I know some people are going to probably argue my opinion on this. AP, I'll obviously want to hear your opinion on this because uh, I don't think you've talked about it on your show yet. So Al Franken was accused of sexual assault on this lady who is involved with the USO. Uh, there's a picture where he's not actually touching her. He's close. I mean, he's damn close, but he's not actually hand-on breast touching her. Right, but okay? like in the angle of the picture, it does... The way it's shot, you could it does almost look like so. Like if you glance at it, it looks like he's made contact. Correct. Until you study the shadow and you realize that whoa, whoa, there wouldn't be a, okay. Anyway, so so that happens, and you're just like fuck. If good guy Al Franken is guilty, this world is toast, right? Like there's no hope. We're done. Because Al Franken is like I've I've admired him for many years outside of his career with SNL and all of the other things he's right. done. As a politician, he has been trying to move this world forward, and I think he's a very genuine human. So you hear this, and it just, like, kills you. Oh, man. Not Al Franken. Right, because I, was, I like, was just reading that, like, he had a – he was, like, co-sponsoring a bill about something to do with, um, like, women's rights or something against sexual assault – and the lady who tried to, like, asked him to, like, step off it because of what happened. So, like, something he's been championing for a while, he's now off it just because of the court of public opinion and all that perception that's kind of going on. Well, and the, this plot thickens because, as you know, there are two sides to every story. So, nothing would be incomplete unless we looked into the background of the lady who's alleging against Al Franken. Holy shit, she sexually assaults dudes all the time? What? Are you do you know about this? I do not. What's going on? Okay, so go look up the lady who uh, accused of Al Franken of sexual assault. There are pictures of her and a video. Okay, so there's a video of her kissing a married Robin Williams and slapping him on the ass at a USO tour against his will. Oh, he didn't my. ask for that, obviously. There is video of her smacking a guitar player's ass on stage during a USO show. He wasn't asking for it. She didn't get his consent. Okay? It gets worse. She claimed in her allegation against Al Franken, hey, after this incident in 2006, I've done everything in my power and always avoided Al Franken and refused to go to anything he's been a part of. Except for in 2009 when she totally went to an event honoring Al Franken where her and him had a great chuckle together that people have been talking about. And there's even a picture. Yeah, that just sounds a little fishy. So now everything is a lot more fishy. Is this Was this th uh, thing that Al Franken did, this picture, in jest? Oh, ha, 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 ha. Okay. Oh, ha, 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 I took this picture of you you didn't know because, ha, 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 you slap dudes' asses and you do all this other crazy shit. Right. And it's kind of like... And it's all in jest. And I feel like with the USO tours and all that stuff, it's a lot trying to keep everything very lighthearted and fun because you're going to places where there's a lot of... Sometimes there's low morale, there's depression, there's a lot of just high levels of stress and you're just trying to alleviate that. So you have to be kind of a special type of person to kind of to go and be part of those USO shows to try and raise that. So I feeling like just trying to keep everyone's feelings up when they see like the conditions of some of these bases and the people there, 
So some people, I think, overcompensate for some of that. Yeah, you're trying to bring morale up, and, uh, you know, I get that. I totally understand that. I just think, as as they always say, there are two sides. Well, there's really three t- sides to every story. There's one side, the other side, and then the truth, right. obviously. Uh, and I just feel like right now, this is... And, and here's another thing I don't know if you, if you know about this. So f- diving further into the Al Franken thing, he actually uh asked immediately following the this lady's allegations against him he said please open an investigation and guess what happened she said don't open an investigation because she wouldn't be willing to testify i wonder why right if she if she was this if she she wouldn't have brought these allegations out like if she was if she if this was very factual 100% like he was definitely in the wrong then she shouldn't have no problem testifying because but I think she was just trying to get him really bad PR because in this age all it needs is a whiff of allegation and your career starts spiraling down yeah I mean it's it and that and that has been crazy it was weird seeing Justice League by the way and it having the Rat Pack logo before the movie and just thinking that's not going to be there anymore like Brett Ratner, you're done. Your career is over. There, him and Harry Weinstein are done. I would effectively say the number, the sheer number of allegations against them and the stories that have been told about them, have condemned them to be done with right. with their careers. Effectively, I mean, you saw that uh, uh, Gal Gadot or yeah, Gal Gadot or whatever. It's actually Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Yeah, Gal- she's Israeli. Yeah. I remember her, she said, like, I will not do any DC anything, no Wonder Woman sequel, if Brett Ratner's in any way associated with it. Like, she played chicken, and usually, if this was five years ago, they would have just dropped her. Like, that's, they don't usually mess with producers like that, but how everything's been lately, they're just, anything that could damage their bottom line, they're just getting rid of. Well, I think we're in an era now, man. We're on the cusp. This is one thing. We were talking about Rome falling and it being a parallel to how we are in a free fall right now. And the one thing I want to talk about is how, you know, on the flip side, we are ch- we are changing as a society for the better, too. You know, there is a lot of hate going on. There's this whole, like, alt-right Nazi 2.0 movement, the pussification of Nazis. That's what I'd call this new Nazi. They're just pussified versions of nazis anyways um fuck nazis anyways so i just wanted to make that clear okay we're in we're just being real right now but uh the thing is is that we have had a lot of change for the better you know um the uh the lgbt there's there's too many letters now so i don't want to try to i think it's like there's a q and a plus sign now maybe I knew of Maybe the Q. A. I knew of the Q, but I didn't know anything past that. I think A is also there because they're also including asexual. Anybody who is not of the heterosexual mindset or what, however you look at it, whoever's not a heterosexual, all right. of these people who have been wronged and had all these terrible things happening in their lives, whether it's being oppressed or fear of being oppressed or you know bullying or any number of things. You know, just uh, the inability to cope with oneself. This new movement has championed people to really step out of the woodwork and say, I'm free to be me, and that's okay. And that means that that we do have changes in this society that are working towards the better to get back to the sexual harassment thing because that's why I'm saying things are changing for the better. This 
is happening now because we have to have a cultural change in the perception of what women are and their value to the world. Because here's the thing, and people don't think about this. There are white dudes in America right now who are talking shit, mad shit on Middle Eastern people because maybe Middle Eastern women have to wear the, I don't know what that's called. I feel really bad. A burqa? Burqa, thank you. I knew it started with a B, and I didn't want to fuck that up. Yeah, no worries. So, so they're like, oh, man, why they make their women cover their faces, blah, 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 right? But what they don't realize is in the same breath, they're almost doing a more degrading thing to women here by sexually harassing them or assaulting them or, you know, I'm a big burly man. I'm going to push you up against a wall and you can't tell me no and blah, 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 blah. Like the whole thing with rape is I feel like when you're growing up as a kid, it didn't seem that bad. And as we have grown up, it is like an epidemic of a like a of like a very severe level. And I feel like this is the time right now is the time where it's going to change everything. Right. People are going to try to – this is going to hopefully be the fucking straw that breaks the camel's back and everybody going, hey, stop being assholes to each other. We can all just live, cohabitate this planet, and it's cool. You believe what you believe. I'm great with that. You fuck who you want to fuck or love who you want to love. I don't I don't care. I really – it doesn't – it's not changing who I am as a person at all, you know? Right. It can't change who I am as a person. People just don't like things that disrupt their idea of the status quo – Exactly. And the thing is, is like, okay, here's the thing I want to understand. How can you tell me that these people who are quote unquote conservatives, I'm looking at you, Roy Moore, like, he's like, should be a symbol for no pedophilia and all the like super conservative Christian values. And then he has this, like, awful, not even allegations. Like, it's fact. Well, like, people have known for a fact he's been sleeping with 14-year-old women when he was younger, and you know, and up until later into his career. Right. I mean, I remember hearing, like, I think two things. Like, one, that he was banned from a mall for, like, creeping, essentially. Like, harassing young women that are there so much that, like, they chose, like, you're not allowed at this mall anymore. And then also, like, I think he tried to... Strongly denied with a fourteen-year-old, but when questioned about a seventeen-year-old, he kind of fell silent. Like, like he wasn't like flat out denying the seventeen-year-old, which is still he was like thirty-something or older, and it just—it's despicable. It's ridiculous. Let me tell you something. I'm thirty right now. Okay, I thought about this long and hard after I read this article. I thought long and hard. I want to put my mental into this. I want to try to be Roy Moore for a second mentally and put my brain where his brain might have been and there is no fucking logical thing i could come up with to why i would want to do that there is no a to b i think about a 17 year old kid right now and i'm like man they're just trying to figure out school and like life and i remember when i was 17 i was fucking clueless i don't want to the power of persuasion is easy and these motherfuckers are just preying on the young on the very young you know like, when you're 30, you have enough life experience where if you're, you know, somewhat intelligent, you've talked your way through situations before, whether it's been with relationships or, or talked through possible potential fights or arguments in public with complete strangers. You don't know what kind of conflict you've been through. So, of course, you can easily manipulate a 17-year-old to whatever you say, especially if you can flash money in front of them. 
money or My power God. or anything. It's exactly. It's just. It's sickening. Right. It really. I, that's the only word I think I can use. It is just. I mean, it's the fucked up. Yeah, it's the same thing with like the celebrities who are like, well, I they never said no, but it's an implied like they're not going to say no to someone who had like see the stuff that happened in Hollywood. Like, some of these like well-known actors or studio heads that like don't get told no because people are afraid of them or feel that if they deny him, they get blacklisted from Hollywood and they realize their career would be over. So they can still maybe say yes, or they'll go along with it just because they feel like that's their only choice. Well, and there's something there's something that's actually coupled with that too, because the thing is like okay, example. I'm gonna use uh, I'm just calling it like I see it. I'm gonna use Kevin Spacey as an example. He's an up and coming actor. He gets a couple big roles. He really breaks big in Hollywood. And guess what? Everybody wants to do appease Kevin Spacey. So then you have all these people who are trying to appease him, and there are people who are influenced by seeing people bow down to this dude. So then you have people who are on the crew who fall prey to exactly what we've been talking about. It's a quick manipulation through power. They're literally watching this person become like a god. People groveling at this person's feet. What do you want for food? Can I do your makeup? Can I do your hair? What do you want to wear today? You know, can I fucking call your daughter and make sure she's home from school on time. Right. And you have these guys that like your livelihood, if you're a crew member or anything is tied to this person. Like if they don't like you, you're gone. If you don't make them happy, because if something happens to them, you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from. Like, Absolutely. And what is everybody? Another thing you got to think about anybody who goes to LA and has any fucking inkling of a shot at doing something for a Hollywood movie all they're doing is clawing, trying to keep that shot. And so then they get the other side of the manipulation. Well, if I don't do what this dude says, what if I just can't find work? And then it gets in their head. Well, what if this person did it? And then it's just downward spiral, downward spiral. It's very bad. It's very not cool how things are going right now. Right. Like there was, there's been like since this stuff's all come out, there's been women who have come forward saying like, I think like Jennifer Lawrence came out like saying like, I would say something or I would like not fight back, but I would, I would call them out on it and I'd be like labeled as difficult to work with or issues with authority or all this stuff. And it's like painting them as the bad guy in the situation for not putting up with this kind of, these kind of issues. Yeah. And you would think that, well, I mean, I guess this is what's going to happen right now is it's all changing. Wonder Woman brought the actual change. Like, it was on the tide, you know. 2017 is women's empowerment, legitimately, and that's a great thing. Definitely. Uh, but I, f- I just feel like it's been stupid bullshit thing after stupid bullshit thing that chicks have had to put up with that have literally, like, we should not have ever got to this point, ever. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the 1950s family values and, like, the woman in the kitchen image of this society... right. Like was you, the worst thing like, for our society. Like watching, like you've probably watched some of the TV show Mad Men. Not even once, because like Mad Men's like fifties to sixties, like a show like men and women in the workplace and like stuff that like men could just get away with because of the time. Like women were very much subservient to men at that time period, and some men today still ex- live like it's 
1957. Like, it's not... Well, well, and buddy, think about it like this. Those people, those people you're talking about, were kids watching that be how it was. And now they're grown up. And now that's what they want. You know what I'm saying? These politicians grew up in an era where it was okay. They were kids being influenced by that being the status quo. So things just take a it's just a, it's a dark dark turn of like where does the root of this problem really come from? And it's just like I feel like you could say that we are so far forward with women's rights and in all reality with all the actual shit that's still going on, we're nowhere close to where we need to be. Definitely. And speaking of like women's empowerment and like Wonder Woman, have I don't know if you've talked about it on JIC. I touched about it briefly, but with uh, Supergirl, very much a show championing like women's rights and like progressing everything forward, and then to come out like their showrunner has all these allegations against him and has been now been suspended pending review and is kind of losing his footing and falling just like every other producer that's had issues against them. The Christberg thing is really weird. We, I don't think we really dished on it too heavily on anything. I think I might have touched on it for a minute because we, we just talked about like the entirety of the sexual misconduct allegations. and like I definitely talked about the Ellen Page letter, uh, which was an amazing read. It was very sad to read, but it was very eye-opening. Uh, but to get back to the... Uh, the Andrew Kreisberg thing, it's really weird. And uh, I feel like there hasn't been a situation where anybody's really come forward and given more detail. And as I've said before, I feel with all the different champions of women's rights and social justice rights and, and just people's rights in general, the amount of people that are in that world on the CW superhero DC shows somebody would have seen Andrew Kreisberg be this person, I feel. I feel like, because that's the thing that's been backing up and reaffirming things with Weinstein and with Brett Ratner and with Kevin Spacey. People are backing it up by going, oh yeah, I totally fucking saw that. I just didn't, I didn't know. I had no idea what was going on. Or didn't realize how severe it was. Like, oh, that's just, he's just a tough guy. He's just putting on in front of people, but you don't realize like how deep it goes. For all we know, the only person that uh, alleged against Kreisberg's last words were, Hell Hydra. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, they're just trying to they're just trying to get in there. But, look, I don't know. It's weird. Supergirl right. is very on the button. They're not afraid to literally tackle shit that's happening very currently and just openly, like, oh, you've got problems with immigrants. Well, we're going to do a whole fucking episode where there are alien immigrants who are trying to have rights. And, you know... Like and, and see how it feels from that perspective. And, oh, you don't want uh, gay rights uh, or, or women to marry women, so we're going to have Alex and uh, Maggie get married, and it's going to be intense, and her dad's going to be a dickhead, you know? So, right. like, they they don't shy away from it. So, again, as I've said, I the Christberg thing is a, a conundrum to me. I don't know how to feel because it's one of those things when you hear it, it, it could be true. Maybe, but right. it all. But also, it could be bullshit, and I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore. That's right. the other thing too. We've seen it go both ways, where people have been cleared, or at least seemingly cleared. Look at Al Franken, and I think things are are hopefully going to get back to normal for him. Uh, right, but it's and like on the flip side. We've seen it wreck people. Yeah, like in some like it doesn't even like. There's been no like convictions, no major things, but it's just 
the way the society is now with all the perception is it doesn't take like some people could be completely innocent and never recover from allegations against them exactly it's one of those uh look at bill cosby like i think bill, he was the first one to really go through all this like a major somebody whose legacy is forever tainted by this Absolutely. No matter how you cut it, it's it's forever. I mean, it's weird to the thing. The thing that bothers me in all this sexual allegation stuff is there are people who are like, obviously, it doesn't surprise me that they're being alleged. Uh, here are two examples. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss and Ron Jeremy, if you'll believe it, from porn. OK, just the world of porn. They both been uh, accused of sexual assault. Interesting. When I read that, it did not surprise me. Gene Simmons was like a sex hound. All he did was screw random chicks on tour all the time because he was trying to be a sex symbol. And that was his whole shtick, you know? Uh, so it is no surprise to me that there were some women he took advantage of and they didn't consent to him taking advantage of them like that. And the same could be said for Ron Jeremy. He's a dude in porn. He's like, oh, I got a, a massive down there, like, check it out. And then. That's sexual assault. You can't just whip your dick out and show people. Sorry. Right. I mean, I think Louis C.K. is learning that right now, too. Also also very true. And that was a fucked up one. And then that also brings controversy because he apologized and he, like, admitted it. He's one of the only dudes that just straight up said, okay, yep, oops. I guess I didn't realize that was wrong and I'm sorry. Even though, obviously, it makes sense that it's wrong. I don't know what will happen to Louis C.K. on the other side of this. I will probably have to give it a couple years, you know. Right. Have you uh, – I think I, I mentioned this, uh, I think, on one of my last shows that, like, since, like, the allegations against, like, Kevin Spacey and Louis C.K. and everything, you can't find them easily on Netflix anymore. Like, they're just not there. You go to House of Cards, you don't see Kevin Spacey's face on any, like, the little trailers, any of that stuff, like, just, like the pictures that show on the episodes and everything. Really? Like, you can't – browse through comedies and see Louis C.K. stuff. You have to, like, search his name to actually see anything pop up. Like, they're burying these guys in their catalog. Like, they... And then, like, you saw the same... I don't know if you saw about uh, Jeffrey Tambor quitting the Transparent Hulu show. Like, the first show that was, like, really about, like, LGBTQ rights and someone going through, a like, the uh, sex change and everything like that. And it's just... He's now, like, quit the show because he feels like he can't go back because of the allegations against him and that no one's gonna he feels like nothing he can say can get him out of what's going on and yeah you're painted into an impossible corner at that point it's uh you know you're you're essentially being hung out to dry if 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 it listen if the allegations are strong against you and listen, dudes in power who have lots of money, of course, there's probably going to be some truth to that in a lot of situations. Maybe not every situation, but in most, you have to believe, like I said, it goes back to how this culture was built on women in the kitchen and they're just an object and all that crazy shit that people used to believe. Right. Like, it's been, it's taken people open minded to look at the situation and go, whoa. Like, they're just trying to live their lives all the same. Why are we like this? Like, what are we getting from this? And the answer is nothing. We're just oppressing half of the half of the race. Right. And it's just amazing that, like, I'll, I'll, I'll fall through, like, a Twitter hole and, like, look at the comments to, like, posts and stuff. And how easily someone will condemn someone that has different views than them. Like, 
seeing like how many people like are saying like with going back to the Roy Moore thing with like people like when like Trump would post like his support for Roy Moore and everything and they'll see the comments like saying like oh she's a uh paid by the Democrats, you see what the DNC is doing, all this stuff, like, people just will ignore facts that service their overall views, but if something comes up against someone of theirs, they're like, like, all the allegations against Trump, everyone's like, oh, those are all fake, those aren't real, like, they'll ignore things that don't align with what they're thinking. Oh, you know, I feel like this rabbit hole opens, uh, because there's a lot of things at play when that happens. So, like, uh, blatantly ignoring facts to serve your own story comes from people telling you that some of the facts might not be real. You have people who are out there who don't do enough research. They read the Facebook headline and they move on with their day. And if they're subscribed to their crazy conspiracy ass news, that's all they're getting. So their brains are twisted into believing that there are these certain kind of things happening or not happening and ignore the truth. I think that's an important thing to talk about is not ignoring the truth. I want to talk about Kyrie Irving. Do you know Kyrie Irving, AP? Uh, basketball player, right? Correct. He was number one, number one overall draft pick for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and I want to say like 2010 maybe. Uh, he went to Duke. He plays basketball with a basketball, which is a sphere shaped. I don't know if you know that. It's like round, like a ball. Round, orange, okay. yeah, spherical. Got it. But I'm pretty sure that Kyrie Irving thinks that his entire basketball professional and college career has just been professional Frisbee. Because according to him, the fucking earth is flat. Oh my gosh. I Yeah, I've been seeing this crazy stuff about the these flat earthers that I like to be called. With their I don't understand it. Like, oh, I'm on top of this hill and it looks flat. Earth can't be curved. Like no, that just Did you did you do well in, G- in algebra? Yeah. Do you remember in algebra when we did the? I, I don't know. I don't. You didn't go to Hoopston School, so I can't assume you did this. But maybe if I base my idea of everybody should have a similar education. Okay. Did you guys ever do the thing where you took uh, and you like had a north axis or like a north and south axis and an east and west axis that met at a corner to make like a ninety degree angle, and then you would do like. Uh, every inch or every quarter of an inch you'd make a dot and then you would straight line connect the dots and what you would find is if you did it right it would actually make a thing that looked curved but all the lines are straight do you know what I'm talking about yeah I think I remember doing something like that too like I think I think we did like on like the whiteboard or something we had like a big surface to do it with okay we did it and I like our teacher had us doing all kinds of crazy stuff trying to make art with it and stuff it was kind of cool uh, so I, I, I realized that maybe the thing that fucked up, and everyone talks about how you don't need algebra when you're an adult, and never in my life have I ever needed to use algebra, but I think today that is going to help me to explain flat earthers how stupid they are. Right. And it's because, like, go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. I'm I'm just ramble-bambling. Right. It's like, especially like a lot of people coming forward with like, been on planes they've been way up in the sky and you can clearly see once you get above the clouds you can see some sense of curvature like i don't there's another gonna be like oh that's flat it's fine like i it's baffling to me how these people well, i have i have two different viewpoints on 
what that could be. I feel like there's like a 30% chance or at least 30% of flat earthers who are just trolling. They're trying to start fights with people. They're trying to start arguments. They want to try to argue and make people go crazy of going, how the fuck can people be so stupid and not think that the earth is round? Like, it's not that hard. Yeah, I think Shaq actually did that. Like, I think he said it, and then Lex was like, I was joking. What do you guys think I'm serious? Like, what? Exactly, exactly. He was poking fun at Kyrie Irving, I do believe. But it's just, so here's the thing. The thing when I was talking about the lines, right, the thing that I'm, trying to say about that is is that the amount of curve that is on this gigantic ass globe floating in the sky is so minuscule that at a ground humanoid level what you can see with your with your basic eyes you could not for the most part tell the actual curvature of the earth it just you can't do it as you said when you get up in an airplane it's pretty obvious you literally can see it curving Here's another thing. If the earth wasn't if if the earth was flat, we would never have night. We would always have day. Always everywhere. Right. Just day. Yeah. That's it. And how would and also how would you think like you'd get from like Russia to the US? Like I don't know how how does he think you get from one end to the other so fast? Like how does he think that works? Like how could you yeah, that doesn't make any sense because, uh, hello, if I'm leaving Russia, it's not like there's a portal in some video game that's going to transport me to the top of Alaska. It doesn't work like that. They're connected. We're a fucking globe. It's a circle. Watch Superman Lives or something. Watch a Superman movie. Watch any goddamn anything about intelligent people being intelligent. I don't understand. This is one of those things that I feel like it just happened in the past 10 years. All of a sudden, there are these flat earth theorists. Well, like, I think it existed a long time ago, but before there was, like, before there was really much in terms of science, like, a lot of people just didn't know how to read. They just lived, they looked up, they only saw four square miles from where they were born. They just had no concept of space beyond that. Sure, maybe they thought the earth was flat, but, like, science in the centuries since then have proven that like yeah the earth is round like i literally have a book on my shelf right now that says uh why the earth isn't flat and like other things people used to believe because i was like i need to read this book this sounds like it'll be entertaining was it entertaining have you read it yet i've been i flipped through it it's just like talking about how like there's also like the other theory about how the earth is hollow and there's Stuff going on inside the Earth, and yeah, there's all those weird other conspiracies and everything. You know what doesn't lose is science, because science does this thing where they have a thought, a theory, if you will, and they theorize what could be happening, and then they do tests to come up with a hypothesis to see if there's any way that this is true, and then other scientists fact-check this theory... And if it checks out, that's fucking science. Hey, this is a fact. This is how it happens. Oxygen and hydrogen make water, H2O. It's not that hard to figure out, folks. Have you ever gotten an argument with a flat earther, by the way? I have not, thankfully. Oh, I did. Really? And unfortunately, unfortunately, they blocked me, so I don't have any access to what the fuck was said. But... 
somebody posted about how the earth was flat, and I was just not standing for that. I didn't want anybody on my Facebook friends list to be a flat earther. I'm just not down with that brain set. It just it doesn't compute with me. Get a fucking grip on reality and look at things for how they are, you fucks. So this dude was like, you know, I can't, I can't believe that there are so many people that still believe the earth is round. SMDH, shake my damn head or whatever. And I went on there and I was like, bro, come on now. And I just was like, come on now. I didn't start an actual argument yet. But there were other people in the feed who were also like, in did, on this conversation. Like, did you think he was joking at first when you first saw it? Or did you... Uh, a little bit, yeah. But then what started happening is this dude's like, okay, there was a guy who was on the feed. He's like, hold on. I'm literally at Walmart right now. I'm going to solve this problem for you. And he went and bought a giant blue ball, okay? And then he got, like, blue paper, and he showed the difference in, like, lighting and stuff and was trying to explain. Like, he took pictures, diagram pictures for this guy <laughs> at his house to show, like, how it fucking works, you know? Like, think about the eclipses and stuff and how that works. So, to get back to it, he's just fighting it. No, 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 no. And then I remembered. I was like, oh, man, you know my the best thing I ever heard about Flat Earthers and AP maybe, like, here when I'm going to try to paraphrase it, I can just replace it with the actual audio clip. I don't know. We'll see if you yeah. want to do that. But um, Steve O was on the Joe Rogan experience. Did you see that episode by chance or hear it by chance? I don't think I did, no. Okay, well, Steve O a couple years ago did that Red Bull rocket thing where they take you to like as close to in outer space as possible and you jump out. Right. Steve O's like, look, motherfuckers, I I've been up there. It's... The Earth is not flat. Like the the arg your argument is done. Like I've seen it with my own eyes. I, why would I lie to you? I'm crazy as shit. I, if all people would believe it, it's me. I'm the one that should believe in flat Earth, but I don't. Like, and he talks about it. How that experience changed him. So I sent that to this dude, and he's like, "Oh, Joe Rogan's a moron." And as soon as he said that, I was just like, "Fuck." If this guy thinks Joe Rogan is a moron, who in my opinion is one of the most highly intelligent individuals podcasting, maybe just talking on the planet in general, right. because he, he wants to crave knowledge and learn more. He's never settling for, I know it all, and that's the fact. Like, please teach me something I don't know. Please help me understand, because I want to. So... When this dude said that Joe Rogan was stupid, I was like, oh, boy, here we go. You know, it's not going to get any easier. And then it was just a roast fest. And I put on my Facebook because I have to. I have to. I, I didn't mean to be the villain this time, folks. And I wasn't trying to bully anybody, just keeping it real. But I said, I can't believe I have a flat earther on my Facebook, SMDH, and then tagged the person. And people roasted this person. I mean... Woo, buddy. Man, I wasn't vicious when I was saying the things I was saying. I was just being sincere, like, no, really, like, just use your brain, man. Fucking get it together, buddy. Like, what are you doing? Like, it just doesn't work that way. And this dude, like, he, he like, private messaged me, and he's like, how dare you attack my beliefs, blah, 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 and then blocked me. It's not a belief, like, though. Like it's a correct. <laughs> it's just a self brainwashing, essentially. 
You know, like, oh, I'm going to believe it, and then that makes it true. No, it doesn't. Just because you believe something doesn't mean it's true. This is exactly why there are sexual assault allegations going on in Hollywood, folks, just to bring it right back there because there are probably some of these Hollywood dudes thinking that what they were doing was okay, and just because they believed it was okay didn't make it true. Just because you believe the earth is flat does not make it true, unfortunately. It just makes me so angry. Right. You it's, know? It's like... It's like someone like being able to like pass a lie detector test because they don't know what the truth is. Like if they believe the lie strong enough, it's their truth. Like there's nothing that it can't be proved exactly. as to be false. Like Yeah, you're not gonna take and de brainwashitize them from their own bullshit. If they've created a narrative, you're not gonna let them es- they're not gonna let themselves escape that narrative unless something really changes in their perspective. Right taking a good hard long look at their lives i you know the thing with flat earth man is just that i okay here's the thing i sent this to you earlier there's a dude who wants to blow himself up you read this yeah i mean once i read the trait like the the trailer launch pad i was like oh this isn't gonna go well at all like <laughs> No, you know, and I'll pull it up because I think it's it's worth talking about here. So, Mad... Okay, this guy, Mad Mike Hughes, I think? Yeah. Mad Mike Hughes cancels rocket launch to prove Earth is flat. Yeah, he canceled the rocket launch because hopefully somebody said, Motherfucker, if you shoot yourself 500 miles an hour out of a rocket, you are going to die. There is no other solution to that. There's no happy ending. If you're traveling at 500 miles an hour out of a rocket as a human, what are you going to hit that's going to keep you from death? Right. I don't get it. Especially because he built sense. that whole thing himself. Like that thing's not built to with like it could. It's probably going to shatter or not like shatter, or just explode him to death. Yeah, I. You know. You so uh, this guy believes the Earth is flat and was ready to launch launch himself from a rocket in California on Saturday afternoon to prove it. He canceled his plans for now. Not having the required federal permits plus mechanical problems with his motorhome rocket launcher, a word I never thought I'd have to say in my life, Yep. Uh, forced self-taught rocket scientist Mad Mike Hughes put his experiment on hold. The U.S. Bureau of Land Management, the BLM, told me they would not allow me to do the event, at least not at that location. Uh, Hughes said in a YouTube announcement amid international attention over his plans to launch into the atmosphere, as he calls it. Because there's not a sphere. It's an yeah. atmosphere. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just it's been very disappointing, Just... he said. Hughes is 61-year-old limo driver who has spent the last few years building a steam-powered rocket out of salvage parts in his garage. Mm. His project has cost him $20,000, which includes Rust-Oleum paint to fancy it up, <laughs> and a motorhome he bought on Craigslist that he converted into a ramp. <laughs> Hughes was set to launch his rocket between 2 and 3 p.m. on Saturday. He said, I do not believe in science. That's a quote from him. That's an actual quote from. So the guy building a rocket. <laughs> Correct. Plans had been in the works for more than a year, and Hughes said he was initially told by BLM that it was up to the Federal Aviation Administration to approve the launch. The FAA, Hughes said, told him, "We can't honestly approve it. We just know that you're going to do it there, so they can't even approve him doing that, even if he does it there. Like, there's no permit he can get to fucking blow himself up. <laughs> I guess. Right." 
Uh, news of his plans began to spread Monday and gained worldwide attention, which Hughes believes is why BLM began to push for permits. My feeling is one of the top executives of the Bureau of Land Management called Needles, California, saying, what's going on? Who permitted this? Plus, as he and his team were preparing to leave Wednesday, the motorhome rocket launcher broke down in his driveway. Should have used science. <laughs> We want everyone to please stay tuned, Hughes said, adding to the setup a adding he has set up a YouTube page where he will post updates. His plan is to try again next week. <laughs> yeah. He's just gonna try next week. This guy's gonna die. It's gonna be great. Flat earthers are gonna learn their lesson. Hey, the earth is not flat. Quit trying to blow yourselves up. Don't be stupid. Right. Well science is real. I mean sometimes uh oh, I'm gonna forget what it's actually called. Um I'm not blanking on it. Like uh, weeding out the the herd. Um, You're thinning out the herd. Thinning out the herd. But what's the natural uh, selection? Natural selection is what I was thinking of. That's that's kind of what's happening right now. It's what it seems. I like. I feel if he pulls this off before 2018, he will undoubtedly win the Darwin Award. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's no there's no way around it. Like you have to understand science, and it's very no bullshit nature you know scientists literally spend their lives studying to learn to make this planet better because if we don't study and learn and advance ourselves we will die out right and do they and do these flat earthers believe that the moon is also flat or they believe it's round you know what that uh, do we have flat mooners well because like you see like you look in the sky you see different like, because you can see the craters of the moon. You see those in different locations or not at all. Like, you know that thing is spherical. How do you think, like, the Earth is flat, but oh, the moon is sphere? Like, that... Like, I don't uh, know where... I'm someone... looking up flat mooners right now. Figure. There are flat mooners. There's a flat mooners theory. Okay. Maybe. Let's see if it actually pulls up. Are flat earthers also flat mooners? Shitty Ask Science Reddit. <laughs> Let's go here. Flat... Nope, we're not going to read that one. That's... Why no flat mooners or flat sunners? People are asking. Huh. Your move, flat mooners. There there are really some flat mooners. This is crazy. I'm just like... And there's also apparently some shoes that are moon shoes that are flats for women that are flat mooners. Oh, gosh. Not, Not called that, but it just... They came up in the search results. Somehow. I don't know if you're joking or not, but some flat earthers believe that both the sun and the moon are small disks. Like people say, like the, the earth is flat and it's the center of the universe and everything else is just projected away from it. Like we're a projector on a, like a movie screen and then everything is just ahead of it. Like I, it just baffles me how when, when shown facts, they're like, no, like, do you want to go up in this? In the shuttle to this very high altitude where you can see the curvature of the Earth? No, that's okay. I'm fine believing what I believe. Like, they've done this with, like, people who've come out, like, do you want to see it? We'll take you up there. Like, do you want to take a look? Like, no, I'm okay. Just. You know where I think some of this began? Where? Moon landing conspiracy theorists. Right? I feel like there are moon landing conspiracy theorists who believe that we didn't have the power to go to the moon in the 60s and that they faked it in Hollywood, which maybe it's possible. Who knows? However, 
NASA recently was like, oh, we are so fucking sick of you always talking about conspiracy this, conspiracy that, conspiracy this. We went to the fucking moon. Here are pictures we've never released before. Check it. And they showed some really cool pictures. Pictures you probably could not fake in, in Hollywood at the time. So I feel like, though, that flat earthers are born from the conspiracy theories that we didn't land on the moon. Because we're not an, as an advanced society as everyone believes, which means that everything we've been told then would be a lie. If we didn't really go to the moon, everything is a lie, I'm guessing, according to Flat Earthers. I don't know. I don't spend enough time with Flat Earthers. I don't keep them in my company. Right. Because I don't want to go fucking crazy and end up in prison. Could you imagine if like, you have <clears throat> Flat Earther in your family that you had to see at holidays? Uh, yeah, you know what I would do? Not see them at fucking holidays. Like, I have a hard enough time. Conscious effort. Like, you have a hard enough time dealing with people who have sometimes have different political and views and all that that you do. They have to deal with those awkward family conversations anyway. Oh, man, bro. I just read the weirdest comment on this thing. I have to read it because there is a flat mooner who's trying to battle people. Yes. (laughs) Are you ready for it? I'm this ready. person says, uh, the moon is also flat. It's a circular-shaped 2D body. Ever notice that you always see the same face of the moon? Ever wonder why? That's because there's no other face due to it being flat. Scientists say that's due to the spin, but they are the ones who are spinning a tall tale indeed. Checkmate, science. Why are they only seeing one face of the moon? Like, you... Oh, just shake... I'm just shaking my head. Like, it's ridiculous... It just... It's brain melting. It's just, that's the only thing I can say is it's literally brain melting that people believe this. And some of these people uh, are parents and raising children. Like, uh It's a terrifying time we live in, man. It's uh, something that's inescapable, but what we have to hope is, and that's one thing you got to remember, in the quest to better humanity, if you have a small child or if you have a small child in your life or if you are a nephew or an uncle or a niece or a cousin or whatever impart real knowledge don't just feed them the bullshit of the cool shit you like don't just show them the video games and the toys and the collectibles or the you know whatever or don't just impart your political background on a child i feel like that's another problem we have is there's just like there were a lot of conservatives fucking because they were all rich and had money so they had a lot of babies that they made conservatives so we're outnumbered just saying uh you know, I just feel like we have to tell the younger generation the real truth. And that that real truth is, like, first of all, everybody matters. Every, literally every person has to matter. Skin color should not matter, you fucking oafs. Right. It does not matter. And I thought that's something that's even, like, if you were, like, told one thing growing up, I think a lot of people in our age group have figured out that, like, a lot of the, va- like, not the value, a lot of the things that, like, our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation had issues with are no longer, they don't matter to us the same way. Like, exactly. care less about someone's skin color, their religious beliefs, where they're from, all that. It doesn't matter to a lot of, like, it does matter to more than it should, the amount of people in our well, generation. But I feel, like the, I feel like we're on an upward swing. I feel like we are the generation that realized that generations before us uh, just really toxic. It was also toxic. You know, you create a toxic environment where you encourage people to lie because you are telling them that if their beliefs don't match up with your beliefs, they're wrong. And that creates this 
subculture of fear and self-persecution by way of just thinking that if I am honest with who I am or what I feel or whatever, that they're going to come at me and I'm going to lose my family and I'm going to lose everything and I'm going to be on the streets. And that was a real thing back in the day, you know? Like a very real thing. If somebody came out homosexual or came out as dating somebody in a different race, it could literally tear them from their families without them even having a choice. And and that that is luckily, for the most part, gone away. It's not everywhere all the time. But it still exists, and it needs to not exist. There are some things that's, okay, there's some people who are trying to also now say, AP, I don't know if you caught wind of this, that they are a different age than they actually are because they don't identify with their age. What? Yeah, trans-aged, I think is what it's called or something. Uh, let me look that up. But, uh, yeah, there are people who are trying to, like, use that. And, of course, now that opens up a can of worms because guess what happens if that happens? Then the whole battle of pedophilia is a whole different war again. I don't know how like, you can claim... I guess it's trying to put... mentally I feel young. Well, that's just okay. someone who's childish. <laughs> uh, I... The whole thing with... Yeah, I don't know. It's a very... Because you can't really... You, you really would open a can of worms at that point. You can't just be like, oh, I'm actually 27. You know you're 50, right? Like, you're not... You're only old as you feel. Yeah, that's just a expression. That's not science or... You can't believe you're something different. You've been through this many cycles of the earth. Like, you can't just... Uh, Okay, well, somebody has wrote a little article on it. It's pretty short. I'll read it here real quick. Yeah, go for uh, it. We'll, we'll figure out what this means, maybe. They say there are a couple different meanings I know of when talking about trans-aged. Uh, firstly, there is age play. That's a fetish uh, for sexual or non-sexual reasons, where one acts a different age. Uh, you frequently involves assuming a much younger role. The other way I've heard it uses refers to someone called clover gender, this is something admittedly made up by a 4chan user to make fun of and discredit transgender people, but it's basically a joke to cover for pedophilia. Uh, the way they define it is someone is an a, a different age in their mind and thus should be allowed to date minors, for example. Uh, oh. So they're, they're arguing that mentally people are going to try to pull this shit. I mean, that's real. Like These are the things we also have to be prepared to look at for real and... No, age identity is not a thing you can fucking make and change. You can't say, I'm only 10. Ha ha ha. Yeah. No, that... you're fucking been here for 30 years or 40 years. You've, you're fucking 40. Right. I, that whole identity thing, it's just, I don't know. You're the age that you are. It's, you're not the kid from that movie. You're not Robin Williams in the movie Jack. You're not a 10 year old. Benjamin You're not, yes. You're not, it. You can't, feel, and that's just really saying like, oh well, I may be sixty-five, but I feel fourteen, so I'm gonna hang out with these fourteen-year-olds. Like, no, that's not okay. No, we're not gonna condone that. We're not gonna let you do this to people. Like, yeah, um, this is it's a slippery slope, and I'm very uncomfortable by it. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel. I just feel like this is going to be one of the future wars that our generation fights against is people that think that this is a thing. 
Uh, it's so I don't. It's fucking like weird. ten years. It's gonna yeah, be a political platform. Like I am. I am pro trans age identity. Like no, just stop. Here's no. the deal. In eight years or nine years, I went not the next election, but the following one. I'll be old enough, I think, or two. I don't know when it is. Whenever I'm legally able to run for president, I'm gonna run under the platform that I just want everybody on earth to spend one day where everyone will sit at home with their families. They will smoke a joint, eat some psilocybin mushrooms, and try to get their brains right across the world. So everybody can have a fucking reset and calm down. I feel like you have all this crazy shit going on and people's brains aren't right. There's chemical imbalances in the food and in the pills they take and in all these different things that are happening I almost start to sound like a conspiracy theorist myself a little bit here, but it's the reality, you know. Um, medicines can hurt people more than they help people and can cause, I mean, think about it, AP. You watch night TV and you're going to get 50 commercials for different pills. And right. of those 50 commercials for different pills, every pill has 50 to 75 horrendous side effects. Right. Like, you want to bleed out your ass? That's going to happen. You want to fucking vomit gold? It's going to happen. You want your skin to fucking itch until you bleed? It's probably going to happen. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know, it, I, know, you, I know a lot of those, like, those are just some of the test cases that have proven those results, but it's still a possibility for taking that specific drug. Exactly. And it's just like, I don't want any part of that bullshit. And then you look at... Uh, there's the whole thing. You, yeah, I don't know if I don't think it's been covered on the network, but there was uh, allegedly the first cannabis overdose. Did you hear about this? I did not. But wasn't it like a study that like the you'd have to consume like the equivalent of like two hundred joints in like a half hour to overdose or something like that? A, a li- it's a literal physical impossibility. You just you could not physically ingest it quick enough to kill you. Right. Uh, but here's what happened. Uh, so there was an 11-month-old in Colorado who was taking CBD oil for treatments for seizures or something who did pass away, sadly. And the first doctor who was not like, I don't know what his deal was or how he was affiliated with, he made the claim he believed the CBD oil was cause for the thing that essentially was killing this baby. Uh but, of course, they did a secondary autopsy. They they followed through. They checked. They did the procedures. And that has been proven false. There was a big, huge uproar for a minute, you know. Uh, but I think – and that's another thing, man. You look at other countries where marijuana and cannabis and all these different things are legal. And certain things in the crime rate go down. Because if you legalize and take control and ownership – of this thing you're saying, look, I mean, look at the alcohol industry and what they've done to that. If you want to talk about a substance that should be illegal, in my personal opinion, I think alcohol should be considering the sheer number of people it kills every year. Right. Whether it's through just killing themselves by way of drinking until they die, or it's drunk driving, or it's, you know, an argument that turns into a gunfight, or whatever it may be. More times than not, I think alcohol is the root of most Or like evils. all of those, like, kids in college who end up overdosing on just too much alcohol in too short a period of time and their body can't handle it and 
correct. They're there having the college experience, thinking they're supposed to have the time of their life. Their buddy's like, you want to do a keg stand? And they make him do it for 30 seconds, and he stands up and falls over dead. Like, that shit happens, you know? Wouldn't happen if there was no alcohol. And, and it just... I feel like we're also... Another thing to talk about our society is, like, we're in a place where our world and the people who run our world would like to see us all in some form or fashion enslaved and enslaved by cancer or enslaved by other problems, obesity or... Right, because no one... Know, like, no company... Like, this goes... Like, no one wants an end-all solution. They want a temporary fix to prolong... Because, like, if they sell a pill that cures your cancer, said, done, nothing, they can't sell it for $300,000, because that just doesn't work, but they can sell 1% that'll fix 1% at a time for $400 a month for the rest of your life. Like, I don't know. Well, and here's the thing. How much money was uh, made curing polio? None. One dude figured it the fuck out and created the treatment. He didn't really make a lot of money on polio. Kids were getting fucking polio. You don't want that epidemic to happen. There's a way to stop it. Here's the way to stop polio. Right. Game over. Vaccine. Done. Right? right? It's the same way. I just, I hate lobbyists in general. Like, for, like, for guns and for medicine. Like, just throwing a bunch of money to get nothing to them out of harm's way in any capacity like oh don't question let's raise in the cost of an epi pen from 30 dollars to 300 because oh they're not gonna no one's gonna fight us on this we have all these high level politicians in our pocket they're not nothing to be affected by yeah uh it's you know uh to to wrap on uh, a little bit here on the pharmaceuticals and talking about curing cancer and stuff you look at like Susan G. Komen, and they make money. They say they're nonprofit. They make lots of money. They bring in money. You know, right? Well, because nonprofit just means you're not. It's a gray area because like you still. It's like uh, like the Red Cross. Like you're still paying all of your top level people whatever salary you deem them fit to get. It just means they're not like pocketing that money in terms of like profit. They're just exactly. they're using that money in other capacities that make it still a nonprofit. It's all that overhead that they don't really talk about. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then they they filter it in other charities and other charities or covers for charities and blah 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 and what yeah. have you. Yeah, I hey, I just sent you a message by the way. Check that real quick on yeah. uh, on Skype. Yeah, no, I see it. No worries. I it's I definitely agree. It seems crazy that like how we are with. All this, like, big medicine and everything like that. You see how people, like, taking 10 pills, 20 pills a day. Like, you see, like, there's it's such a problem with, like, the amount of medicine that people have to ingest, especially as they get older, that you'll see, like, when someone passes away, they have to bring a team in to collect all of that medicine and dispose of it properly because you're looking at, like, hundreds and hundreds of pills of varying sizes, shapes, colors for different purposes and some to counteract one thing. Like, well, this pill does this, so I take this to counteract this, but that needs to be counteracted by something else. And then you end up, like, taking seven pills to solve one problem that might not even be the major problem that you're dealing with. And 
it's and there are easier solutions to these problems, my friend. Right, and like you've seen, I'm sure you've seen the videos of like um, those like younger kids with uh, who had like the seizures and like the medicine wasn't working, and then like they'll expose them to like uh, like uh, like CBD or something else, and you'll see like the seizures like slow down and stop almost like almost immediately. Exactly, that is true. I actually had some lady argue against that on one of my Facebook posts. She said that CBD oil wouldn't react that fast, and I was like, "No bullshit, it would. It absolutely would." Like, and I've actually, I've even seen it like, it's fluctuates. Like, I've seen it at like pet stores for like stuff to give like your pets for like anxiety and stuff is like treats that have like CBD oil in them. Yeah. I mean, wait, wait. Did you just say? Hold on, time out. I think I misheard you. Did you say for pets? Yes. Really? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, like a couple weeks ago i was at a pet store like one of like more of like the not like a pet smart but like more like those like organic type pet stores and like they had it like in there like contained cbd like i think they're called like uh uh like canine cannaboids or something like that it was wow that's actually really great because the you know the cbd and the cannabinoid can help you know block pain receptors it can help restore and promote like cell growth there are so many medical qualities and i were you know closer and closer and closer there was actually a guy in colorado to talk some politics stuff here there's a democrat in colorado who just uh put a bill into uh into the rounds of congress if you will that will hopefully uh legalize in all 50 states really and i think like correct and beyond just like the the health side of things like it would also do probably a major work for like getting all of that like the the drug dealers and all that stuff to have that kind of power. Like it'll eliminate a lot of like this big not like mob stuff, but like it would take a lot of revenue from like gang and other like kind of nefarious organizations that exist. Well, do you know what's fucked up more than even that though? If we're really going down the rabbit hole of like of of the drug war and what's going on there. So, and we'll, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this, but this is something I will tell you is the drug war is a self-fulfilling prophecy because you've got a government that will put these drugs on the streets. Then you will have these street level people who will try to build an empire who will then get busted by people who are being funded to bust these drugs coming from the government that are getting paid money so then essentially taxes are being spent you know you there the amount of money spent on the drug war every single year like if you end the war on drugs as a whole tax money and everything else changes and and there might be a surplus in this nation at some point but they filter so much money in trying to to essentially undo the thing they do anyways because it helps them channel money into their people so, it's uh, it's messed up this drug war, man. But I don't really have anything else to uh, to really add to that today, man. Yeah, I I agree. We definitely we've gone kind of we've kind of flowed right from like one thing to the next and kind of covered a lot of really important and really interesting topics today. It's it's been nice to kind of talk to someone with like similar views on this stuff to kind of get it all out in the open. Because if you ever against someone with like like the officers like when you shared about dealing with a flat earth or that like a Facebook friend or a facebook person it's just it's it's so nice to kind of refresh to like not have to talk against a brick wall like i had i've gotten like those little facebook uh comedies like i've had like 
family and relatives and stuff that like will post things or share those like random just news headlines and like you're like coming like trying to like show like reality how things are and then have to deal with kind of that brick wall of like you don't know what you're talking about this this and this and you're like it's not just like one of just like i just can't deal with this anymore it i'm not getting through to you you're not going to get through to me let's just move on (laughs) yeah because you can't fix stupid (laughs) you can't that's one thing you won't be able to fix if somebody is legitimately stupid and doesn't want to learn the knowledge you're not going to fix them it's just it's you're you have a better chance of punching your way through a brick wall that was freshly built yes I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Well, I think that would be a good way to end it. I know we've talked a lot. I really want to thank you for coming on today. I know we've kind of been playing this for a little bit since you first had to talk about the Flat Earthers, and this kind of evolved into a lot of other topics. So I'm glad we were able to talk about this today and kind of get back in the swing of things. And I'm back to doing the show in a stronger capacity now that I'm not traveling as much. I mean, I have to go out this week, but hopefully that'll be it for a bit. So definitely nice hey. well hey man thank you so much for having me on the poor poor i think this was my first official appearance on the show i know i did a special with you covering yeah. gotham but uh i don't think i've officially done no. the show so it's it's been cool to be here for number 13 yeah definitely i'm glad you're here uh do you want to do you want to plug the stuff for me Oh, well, uh, you know, as always, you can check out all of the different Journey into Comics shows on all the different podcasting apps and platforms, whether it's Google Play Music or Stitcher Radio or Podbean or iTunes or Downcast, Overcast, whatever it is. I do want to make mention here, it's not going to get mentioned until today because we've already recorded for um, Journey into Comics has already been recorded for this week. I want to mention that there was a big snafu, folks, and if you were trying to listen to butt stuff this week on Google Play Music, it was actually playing an old Game Addicts episode. And that's totally, in my opinion, unfair to Kate and Joanna, so I'm doing everything in my power to try to champion you guys to go check out the episode Rosebud. I think it's one of their funniest episodes to date. Uh, that some weird snafu happened with Google Play Music and they were playing that old episode of Game Addicts and people did not get a chance to hear it. And uh, I really want people to. So make sure to check that out there. Uh, As always, folks, check Journey Into Comics Network out at journeyintocomics.com. That's where you're going to get all 10 shows, whether it's Journey Into Comics, The Poor Rapport, or it's Journey Into Wrestling, Foodies Watching Movies, Podcastrophy, The Game Addicts Podcast, Butt Stuff, The Voice of Survival, Brews with Dudes, or Literature, which should be debuting I know we've been trying to get it to debut for a couple weeks now, but we should see it this coming weekend. Well, that'll be so exciting. keep your eyes peeled. I cannot wait. Definitely. I already got the uh, the butt stuff queued up on my uh, on my Castbox app to listen to on the plane, so I'm psyched for awesome. that. Awesome. Cool. It's a great one, man. You'll have a lot of fun with it. Great. All right, and uh, like uh, all my list, all you already know that uh, on all the social media, I'm at the Poor Rapport on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And, yeah, you'll be seeing some more stuff from the this week. I'm going to be back in Colorado, so I'll have a couple fun things to share there. So, again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you again, Nate. And, everyone, have a great week. And remember, just listen and watch and collect all the knowledge you can because there's people out there who will try and silence that. Now, be heard, folks. All right. Thanks, everyone, and have a great week. And...